0: listening to Pet Fluff with Katie Mara, a lifestyle podcast that features various topics, current events, tips and advice, and the occasional guest that not only benefits you, but also your pet. So come and join me and take a listen as I am your host, Katie Mara. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Katie Mara. Welcome to another episode of Pet Fluff. Now, I know the climate these days has been kind of rough, so we're going to keep this episode as cheerful as possible. I have today a very special guest, and he's my best friend and my husband, Herbert. So give a little introduction, Herbert, and tell everyone who you are.
1: Hi, how are you guys doing? It's my first time on a podcast. I'm excited to be here on the Pet Fluff podcast with Katie Mara. I'm gonna be contributing today uh, on one of the segments, so I'm just super excited to be here.
0: Okay, so we're gonna get into our first segment Here's the Scooper. Here's the Scooper, where a captivating current event can spark a conversation or a feel good story that makes your heart smile. And best of all, it's all about the animals. So on today's story, I was trying to correlate it with what's going on in the daily news. And so I found a kind of a funny article, which reads from the New York Post. So we know they kind of have funny stories. Uh, Monkeys fight for food in Thailand after the coronavirus slows down tourism. The coronavirus could be behind the vicious gang war, a rival of groups of monkeys in the streets of Thailand. Hundreds of monkeys reported from two rival games were filmed and swarming the streets of Lampori and savagely battling each other for one single banana. The monkeys are usually well fed thanks to the tourists who flood the city in central Thailand but they are now going hungry because of the drastic drop of visitors in the Asian nation because of the COVID-19 fears. I think that the monkeys are very very hungry said an onlooker There's normally a lot of tourists here to feed the monkeys, but now there are not as many because of the coronavirus. They look more like wild dogs than monkeys. They went crazy for a single piece of food, and I've never seen them this aggressive. The city's monkeys swear allegiance to two different gangs, temple monkeys and city monkeys, according to the Bangkok Post. Onlooker, I don't know how to say his name, so he's 75 years old, told the paper he assumed it was related to the COVID-19 virus that is spreading. The video started going viral in Thailand, reported 11 new coronavirus cases on Thursday, bringing the total number to 70, health officials said. And it was the biggest jump of cases in the country, which one of the first were outside of China to report infections. Unfortunately, a lot of these monkeys aren't getting fed. But I mean, I guess they all gang ganged up and are. (laughs) if you see the actual video, it's online. You'll see a bunch of monkeys. I mean, it was probably 50 to 70 and they have one monkey that's just running around with one single banana and they're all chasing each other. And it's kind of crazy. I don't know. It's just that's what I guess people do when there's like one single bread. They beat each other up. I don't know. So it's kind of crazy. Very interesting. Yeah. (laughs) So now we're going to go on to our second topic: All the Fluff. All the Fluff, where discussions happen and information is absorbed to help aid you and your pet. So this is going to be an interesting segment here on All the Fluff. Originally, Herbert came up with the idea as a general conversation that we were having about Winnie the Pooh. He thought it was going to be a great idea to kind of go over interesting dynamics between all the animals and their personality traits. And so Herb's going to lead the way on this segment.
1: Okay. So this particular segment, we're going to be talking about the personality traits of the Pooh Bear. Characters, including Winnie the Pooh, and how they relate to humans. And the spinoff for this is that it actually is connected to real people that are in the office space that you work. It's pretty much like Winnie the Pooh and his friends in an office space working with them how that would correlate to your personality
0: so they'd be like your co-worker
1: yeah so it's like a Winnie the Pooh and <laughs> all of his friends are like your co-workers and how they would interact with you in the office right and so quick disclaimer this was not my original idea this came from a lady named Bernadette Etchner and I'll make sure that I have her information online it's from zipia.com she came up with this idea I thought it was great so we uh, decided to bring it to the show. Let's get started. First, we're going to start off with Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh, based on her research, this is kind of like his personality trait. He's pretty much like a naive type of a guy. She describes him as slow-witted, but some of his good qualities is he's thoughtful and he's insightful and he's willing to help his friends and he's usually upbeat and cheerful. The negative traits of his personality is the fact that he is somewhat a lateral thinker and he's unlikely to demonstrate lots of initiative he uh, really needs the support of his co-workers if he's in the office and he's pretty much a team member not a real leader but he's also very open and honest but he lacks motivation so he's going to need motivation from his team members in order to really get things accomplished. Pooh's not that responsible.
0: Yeah, I I was watching Christopher Robin actually yesterday, and just kind of brief up because I haven't watched Winnie and Pooh in forever, and he was getting into all sorts of things Winnie and Pooh. He was like climbing on shelves and breaking shelves, yeah. visiting Christopher Robin. Getting he needs
1: kind of like the, <laughs> like a, a how to type of instructions, right? And
0: but he also seems very wise. He gives like such good like advice to he's wise when he's robin.
1: calm and then somewhat anxious when he's by himself
0: right he doesn't so like to be alone no
1: he's codependent
0: yeah he definitely is codependent yeah he's because yeah. even in christopher robin the movie he was he was sad because he couldn't find his friends because he couldn't find them anywhere mm-hmm. he thrives off of his friendships oh, with yeah. other people
1: that's more the most so than important. him being alone right and though he's the most popular he's not the leader
0: No, he's not. Which is
1: interesting too.
0: Yeah, that is kind of interesting. So he's kind of a laid back dude that just kind of observes more than anything.
1: Yeah, he gets anxious when he has too much responsibility.
0: Yeah. But
1: he's an all around friend.
0: Yeah, he's a good friend. Doesn't
1: ever lose his temper. Just awesome.
0: Puts a laugh on your face because he gets into goofiness.
1: Yeah. The next person we're going to talk about is Piglet. He has a quiet intelligence. He's timid and often takes his lead from other people or other people in his group in the Hundred Acre Woods. He suffers from stage fright. He usually finds a place to hide. He's shy. He sees himself as small and helpless. So that's a bit of a self-esteem issue that he has. And then he also... At times, he can be brave when he absolutely has to, but that's like when he's really pushed to the limits and he has to be brave and he starts storming off and running around in circles. And it's usually primarily from the encouragement of Pooh
0: out of everybody
1: in the group. Pooh is the main person that can really push him to address his fears.
0: Yeah, I think he's like a good motivator for Piglet because Piglet's such a sweet, gentle soul. And I think that when he has a stronger entity behind him, he's able to push through his fear. Because he's like a worry wart. He has, like, general anxiety disorder almost. It's, like, crazy. but But he means well.
1: He does mean well. And, like, all the characters that were researched, they mean well. It's just finding motivation. So, to motivate Piglet in the office... You would buddy him up with other confident team members. And you would give him projects that enable him to boost his self-esteem and his confidence. More than anything, Piglet really needs to be praised publicly and privately for him to be successful.
0: You think it's because he's so small compared to all the other characters? He is. he's 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 so petite.
1: Yeah, he's small. He's soft-toned he's a nice guy but his own self-judgment is really what i think holds him back from being all the piglet he can be pretty much
0: yeah you think he had a lot of i think yeah he has a lot of self-judgment
1: self-judgment
0: and but he has a good crew to kind of motivate him and then when he push comes to shove He's kind of like a ride-or-die friend. Yeah, and, and co-worker. Like, he definitely is not lazy by no. any means, and he'll definitely, like, pull through.
1: He's a team player. Yeah. And, you know, you don't need a bunch of leadership. And he has team. good
0: ideas, too. So mm-hmm. I think he's a valuable He's player, a valuable team member. Especially if he was your co-worker. He yeah. He would be an MVP right. co-worker.
1: He'll work harder than Pooh.
0: Yeah. Oh, so. yeah, he'll definitely work harder than Pooh. Yeah. So the
1: next guy we're going to talk about is Eeyore. Everybody knows Eeyore. So Eeyore's personality is a little bit on the downer side. So he's known to be the personality trait of a person that's sarcastic, pessimistic, and he has a trouble, a lot of trouble being organized. He only gives half-hearted attempts as opposed to like 100%, He's usually slow talking. Uh, He usually doesn't want to be bothered when he's by himself. He feels like no one understands him. He feels isolated and he feels somewhat unimportant. So this is really like the massive thought process of Eeyore. He always finds reasons why he won't do the work. And then he finds problems in the smallest things. So if you want to motivate Eeyores in the office, you have to make sure that they get an opportunity to voice their concerns and acknowledge them, almost like praise them. And you're also going to need to make sure that you keep them away from people that are also negative and pessimistic, because that will only feed Eeyore. Again, I think it's just more of a situation where he does better in teams. He does better around true friends that are right or die. And he'd be successful probably not being alone so much.
0: Yeah, I think he definitely has some depression. But I do notice that it's kind of weird because as depressed as he comes across he also gives such insightful advice and still goes with the flow and still will be part of the crew and still be a team member and i think because all the other characters in winnie the pooh are so positive it kind of brings the balance of not to say negativity but kind of like the gloominess Balancing because out. i think if it's everybody's too cheerful it only comes off as like fake and phony mm-hmm. whereas like he kind of grounds everyone as well mm-hmm. And kind of makes people in his crew think about maybe we shouldn't do this and maybe well, it's yeah, a good idea. yeah, some of his negative
1: advice is almost good advice. Right. I think it's just the volume of negative advice right. that is what makes it kind of depressing. It's some value in yeah. some of the suggestions that he makes because they do detour from certain things. Based on his advice, when it's right.
0: But his personality also makes you want to still say, it's okay, Eeyore. Like, not to say you feel sorry for him, but you want to be supportive and help him. Because you know that he has good intentions at the end.
1: Okay, the next character I'm going to talk about is Kanga. Kanga is the only female in the group, and she's somewhat of the mother type. Kanga has a great sense of humor. She's kind-hearted. She's calm, patient, and she's concerned with the well-being of others. She likes to keep things clean and organized most of the time. She's that classic multitasker. She gives them motherly advice. And she's really, really comfortable with responsibilities. So in the office, Kanga's going to play the role of the nurturer on the team. She's going to create peace and harmony with everybody she works with. She's the type of person that's going to remember people's birthdays and bring cake to the office. That's kind of like what she brings to the group as far as her personality.
0: Yeah, I think she would probably be the co-worker that would have all the social events planned, like potluck, yeah. lunch, oh, let's do a company picnic, right? Uh, let's get pictures for the event. absolutely. And then yeah. she would also be the one that probably has the candy dish on front of her desk so you can come and stop by, yeah. eat some candy. <laughs> (laughs) And chat with her about your feelings and emotions. Right. Because she is a mom at the end of the day. And she is the nurturer for Rue. It's probably just in her nature to be motherly. And I do think she plays a motherly role with all the characters on Winnie the Pooh. Even to Christopher Robin, she's kind of motherly to him, which is kind of funny.
1: Absolutely. And she doesn't need much motivation. So in the office, she doesn't need much motivation. The only negative trait that we were able to find in her... That she would want to work on is that she doesn't overload herself with tasks by saying yes all the time.
0: Right, with too much responsibility and that she overworks
1: herself. So the next character is Rue. Rue is the son of Kanga, okay? So Rue is cheerful. He looks up to Tigger and particularly as his older brother. And Rue's mind is somewhat like a sponge. He pretty much soaks up everything that you tell him. He's very impressionable. And so Ru requires context if he's going to be able to get his head around things. He's going to need a lot of explanations and questions answered. The only thing that he needs to work on is he 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 doesn't question what he learns and therefore he tends to be a person that readily believes anything that he's told. And that's not always a good thing, but at the same time he's a kid. So,
0: yeah. I would say he's kind of naive, but yeah. again, that would probably be like the one coworker in your office that this is their first job. Yeah, first job. And they have zero experience. And that's and how
1: he's the de- that's how he's described. He's described as in the office as a new entry level recruit that has all the accolades, went to school, went to college, graduated, certified, and now he's ready to take on the world, but does not realise that people have been here thirty years before he got here and the upper management or whatever He's gonna have a huge impression on him. So right. he's gonna be he's gonna need to be able to know the truth from his own work ethic.
0: And I do think that he probably would gravitate towards someone that is similar to him but older, which is probably why he gravitates towards Tigger Yeah. because they have similar personalities of being a little crazy. So that wouldn't be surprising. He'd probably, like, take them to the bar. They'd probably get wasted and then make sure that they get to work the next day on time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, hey, that's Rue, the young recruit. Now we talk about Tigger because Rude looks up to Tigger. So we'll find out if that's a good thing or not so much of a good thing. Tigger is a quintessential extrovert. He's fun-loving, he's full of energy, he's adventurous and rambunctious, and he thinks that Tiggers do everything well. Tiggers do what they do best. The only thing is they're not concerned with the understanding of the world. He is a, a person that never learns from his past, and he's blind to a lot of the potential disasters that can happen But at the same time, one of his great qualities, or a number of his great qualities, is that he's resilient, he's fearless, he's optimistic, and he's resourceful.
0: Yeah, I mean, they actually categorize him as being an entrepreneur and a good salesman because he's energetic and he has very high confidence and will get you the sale with his charm. He definitely is a very charming He's one of the most
1: he, charming characters, yeah. not the most charming. And he lacks no form of a need for motivation. Right. there's another thing, you just don't need to motivate him. But he all.
0: doesn't sometimes take responsibility for his mistakes. He tends to blame others for his actions. So he's a bit irresponsible when it comes to that. But I used to love him as a kid. I was going to actually get a tattoo of him when oh, I was 18. Yeah. yeah, and then it was probably a good idea I didn't, but I loved Tigger. Well, it depends how big to tattoo is. Yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to be a small one on, like, my arm. Yeah, it's yeah. No Or, like, my shoulder blade. so. Yeah. Because I thought he was cool. I thought he had a lot of energy, and he, he always says he, there's only one Tigger that's, like, his song. Yeah. I don't remember the song. We don't always
1: get a tattoo of rabbits, so, I mean, of all the characters, <laughs> you probably rabbit. get either Pooh or Tigger, Tigger, I think. And
0: maybe Piglet.
1: Maybe Piglet.
0: Some people really like Piglet because he's just a gentle soul, but it's mostly Pooh and Tigger because yeah. they have bold personalities in their own righteous mind. Yeah, I've
1: never seen an Eeyore tattoo. That's pretty. Probably I've a really never seen person. It. like I would.
0: I would <laughs> <laughs> if they had an Eeyore tattoo, I would probably think they're on some sort of antidepressants. Yeah, no it's just like, who
1: actually sp- spends their money on that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next we have um, Rabbit. So a rabbit is friendly, reliable, dependable. He's organized and he believes that he's the smartest a- animal in the Hundred Acre Wood. Let's talk about a few more of the good things. He he makes great plans. Uh, he's pretty practical about getting things done. But there's a dark side. He usually insists on doing things his way. He's obsessed with rules, planning, and order. And uh, he loses his temper with others around him if they don't comply. That's not really really good. <laughs> at
0: all yeah that's kind of Mm -hmm. they kind of i don't know i don't know how that would work long term in an employee office like that because if he wants to be the boss and he's not the boss. That can create quite a situation in the workplace. But it could be useful if he was in teams and he was actually the team leader and was able to take on that boss personality and get everyone organized and uh head all the events that they needed to get done.
1: Okay, guys, this is the final character we're gonna talk about today, or I'm gonna talk about today, and it's owl. Okay. Owl is the oldest member of the group, and he presents himself as a mentor and as a teacher to the other people in the group. He's also known to be intelligent and the smartest person. He's uh, full of facts and figures that he (laughs) unfortunately seems to just pull out of thin air. One of the negative traits of Owl is he rarely checks to see if his conclusions are actually true because he just knows how to appear credible. (laughs) He often (laughs) rambles into long-winded speeches and uses words that his friends don't understand <laughs> and they don't understand his jargon or what the point that he's trying to make he anxiously bluffs his way through things sometimes tricking others to make himself look good he can be cross and easily annoyed especially when his friends ignore or interrupt his long-winded speeches <laughs> so we all know people that are like that are kind of like self-absorbed they or don't like- fact check
0: know-it-alls and they're
1: know-it-alls and then they just don't have any validity of what of what they're saying is actually true and then you go back and check and you're like this guy was like
0: full of shit like, yeah it's just like talking out of their ass and right. you're like what that's crazy what are you talking about so, then.
1: So, so yeah those are all the characters from the 100 acre woods we didn't go over Christopher Robin because of course he's a boy not an animal and this is an animal based podcast but We did hopefully link it to personality traits of real human beings that you may know in your office space. When you go to work. And lastly, I think it's pretty interesting that you, the audience, can find out by this show which animal from the Hundred Acre Woods you have a very similar personality trait of.
0: Yeah, I would say also that you may not be one particular animal, but you may have multiple traits across all of them. Because at the end of the day, we all know that this is all Christopher Robin's figment of imagination. Imagination. Yeah. So it's interesting that he almost separates each character in having different personality traits. So mm-hmm. it's all him. So I think it's all kind of creative that way that he can be depressed. He could be happy. He could be a little lazy. He could be wise. He could be nervous. And I think all of us have those personality traits in At one some way or another. At some point in our life,
1: based on life circumstances. Yeah. And, and, and the fact makes... that these characters are creating his imagination and he's able to... Express it positively through his animals, his stuffed animals. I think it keeps those things civil. Yeah,
0: in a way. and I think yeah. it's like good therapeutic self development as mm-hmm. well, because he seems like a very complex little boy. Yeah, you know, to have so much depth. Well, his with love is character. rooted in
1: his imagination. Yeah. So he, you know, making his his stuffed animals real and having a real depression or a real fear that possibly they've been left you know at home or you know the kids that leave them in stores or they lost them somewhere at school right. the love is still real it's just through their imagination so it just shows the power of a, of a, of a connection
0: yeah. yeah i think it's just so creative i Very love creative. winnie the pooh yeah it's one of my favorite things i still gotta in the see the world. movie it's such a good movie if you yeah. haven't seen christopher robin you should definitely see it i think it's a good movie in your disney arsenal Yeah. So thank you, Herbert, for sharing your insight about the world of Winnie the Pooh.
1: Yeah, it was great being on your show. And I wanted to congratulate you on a super awesome launch. And anytime I can come back, I'd be really excited. So put me on the guest list.
0: Yeah, you'll be welcome anytime. So now we're going to go to the final segment of the episode, which is my favorite segment, Pet Fluff Features. (laughs) Well, it's time for my favorite segment, which is the feature pet of the episode. This is where I showcase a local DMV pet that is in need of a forever home. So let me help you find your forever pet. So our Pet Fluff Feature of the Week is actually a two-for-one special, and that features Caramel and Blaze. They are two country boys looking for new homes. So they would like to be adopted together and not be separated. So if you're looking for two cats, this might be an ideal option for you. Now these cats are both at Four Paws Rescue Team. I'm gonna give a little bit of information regarding Four Paws. They are a nonprofit community-based all-volunteer organization that takes in neglected, abandoned, abused, and unwanted cats and kittens. Cats rescued by Four Paws receive vaccines and appropriate veterinary care before being adopted into permanent loving homes. And Animal rescued by Four Paws will never be euthanized except out of medical necessity. Additionally, Four Paws is dedicated to supporting the management of populations and improving the health of feral colonies. Four Paws volunteers also hold seminars in local schools to teach children the importance of responsible pet care. I appreciate the staff at Four Paws. I know they're an all volunteer organization, but they've been very helpful to provide information for me for this segment. And I received an update from Bobo, who was featured in episode one. He has been recently adopted, so I'm really excited that these long term animals have been getting forever homes. Now, Caramel and Blaze came to Four Paws from a Central Virginia shelter. They are two brothers, and Caramel is a buff-colored kitty who is very curious, loves to explore, and loves to play with his toys. He purrs when he's near you and loves to be petted. Blaze, he is white and gray. He's kind of more quiet and reserved, less outgoing than his brother Caramel, and he likes to spend time by himself and play with his toys. Blaze and Caramel were born in April 2019. They are both neutered, up-to-date with their vaccines, microchipped and Tested negative for FIV and FELV, so that's great because they are feline HIV negative. And of course, if you are interested in Caramel and Blaze, make sure to check out the link in our Linktree bio on our IG page at CRC Pet Service. Is that the music rolling? yeah it is. You know what that time is then it's time for me to go. But before I do, I wanted to give a special thanks to my husband Herbert. He made such an enjoyable experience for today's episode. and if you wanted any additional information of what I've covered today, check out the show notes attached to this episode and you can also follow me at CRC pet Service on Instagram and there's also a link to your account. Check that out. There's some good additional information on there. And for next week's episode, we are going to cover music for your pets. Not only what kind of music, but we're going to get into a little bit more depth about frequency healing music, which is something that I personally use to help me sleep at night. So it would be interesting to see how that is a good parallel for pets. Thank you guys for listening again. And until next time, I wanted to read a quick quote from our buddy Pooh Bear, where it really pertains to the climate that's going on these days. Doing nothing often leads to the very best of something.